What's up, y'all? Welcome to episode three of the Time Out Podcast. I'm Tone. And I'm Rain. And we're going to be breaking down the draft today. So the Niners actually had two first-round picks, and what they did is they traded down to 14 with Tampa Bay. Um, in return, they also got a fourth-round pick, and they gave up a seventh-round pick. With pick 14, the Niners picked Javon Keenlaw, defensive tackle from South Carolina. He was actually the second-highest-rated defensive tackle in the draft behind Derrick Brown. And honestly, on paper, a lot of people are saying that's, that this could be one of the steals of the draft. As a Niner fan, Rain, what do you think about this? Selfishly, like I said in the in the first episode in the preview, I wanted a wide receiver at this spot, but definitely not surprised that they took a defensive tackle. Uh, I mean, Lynch and Shanahan, their track record, uh, for all you diehard Niner fans, you should know that this is the fifth time in six years that they used their first round pick on the defensive lineman, right? So we have Bosa, Solomon Thomas, Buckner, uh, and Armstead. And for me, after thinking about it, I really like the pick. Why not strengthen what we already have? Um, great replacement uh, for, for Buckner. Can step right in. And so I'm pretty pretty happy with the solid pick. Getting rid of Buckner was probably one of the biggest moves of the offseason for you guys until the draft. What are your thoughts on Buckner leaving? He's kind of one of the anchors of your line. I mean, he definitely stepped it up. You know, last season, especially, he was one of the captains. He really improved dramatically, right, throughout throughout his time with the Niners. He's a huge component, a huge piece of the success of the D-line. And, you know, when, when we traded him, I was surprised. But knowing that his next, his rookie contract was expiring and he was up for a big payday, I understood why they made the move. And I was just hoping that they can find, you know, someone to replace him. And when they drafted uh, Kinlaw, I was like, okay, they basically traded Buckner for Kinlaw is the way that I'm looking at it. Nice. And do you think that Kinlaw is going to be able to come in right away and dominate? Well, I think this kid can slot right in seamlessly, and he definitely has the talent to be just as good as Buckner or maybe even better. And the best part about this is that we can get him at a much cheaper price, right, uh, as opposed to Buckner. I mean, Buckner got paid out. He's, he's now the second highest paid uh, defensive tackle behind Aaron Donald, I believe. And I'm just super excited to bring somebody in as his replacement, a guy as talented as Kinlaw, uh, to be surrounded by, uh, you know, the coaching staff and the guys around him. Uh, to me, sky's the limit. Wow, putting putting the rookie in right away, huh? That's pretty crazy, you know. Um, just just on the outside looking in, uh, I just I just feel like picking a defensive tackle this early in the draft when all those really really stud wide receivers are available is just. Uh, a little scary to me, you know, uh, kind of putting all your eggs in one basket. You know, I, I get that he's younger, obviously, than Buckner. But, hey, when you guys drafted Buckner in the first round, uh, you know, I feel like you guys didn't think he would be this good. Of course, as a Cowboy fan, Tone, you would think that this pick was questionable. All I'm going to say is that Jerry should thank Shanahan and Lynch for taking Kinlaw because C.D. Lamb probably wouldn't have fallen to you guys as Jerry Judy got picked right after. And another reason why I really like this pick is Kinlaw's durability. He missed one game in college, you know, and he played at an incredibly high level, arguably in the most difficult conference in the SEC. And for the Niners defensive front, last year they played a lot of snaps. And so you know that he's going to get a lot of playing time. He's going to be in the game a lot. 
And so someone that's durable can just slot right in, uh, play all those minutes and contribute right away. So you're telling me one of your number one points about this kid is his durability when he didn't even work out at the combine before all this craziness happened. He had the chance to be on a very big stage in front of all these scouts and knee tendonitis is what stopped this guy from working out. But for you, he's so durable. He's going to be there each and every game, but he can't even make it to a workout. Just doesn't always make sense to me. Well, let me help him make sense for you, Tony. Look what happened last year. The Niners took this kid called Bosa. He barely played any college games. And what ended up happening? He ended up winning Rookie of the Year, stepped right in, played at an elite level, ended up playing in the Super Bowl. Now, I'm not saying Kinlaw's going to play to that level of Bosa and be that dominant, but, you know, I trust the front office. I, I trust the medical staff and doing all the research. And, you know, I'm really excited about Kinlaw just stepping in because he doesn't have to come in and dominate right away. Uh, like I said, he has Bosa, he has Armstead, um, and all these other guys here, D Ford, that can help him learn the system very quickly. Um, not too much pressure is going to be put on him. There's probably going to be a lot of d double teams on Bosa, and so that's going to open up things uh, for Kinla. So I'm really confident about this pick. I really think he could step in and contribute, maybe not at the Buckner level right away, but he can at least execute and, and, and make some big plays. Well, I hope it works out. And I do want to thank you for passing on C.D. Lamb. I know we play each other whenever this season opens, but, you know, may the best team win. Moving on, the Niners also traded their other first-round pick, which is 31st overall, along with picks 117 and 176, all to trade up and get the 25th overall pick, where they picked Brandon Ayuk, wide receiver from Arizona State University. This is something the Niners did to immediately fill the Emmanuel Sanders void. Although I thought they probably could have got a better receiver earlier, this is who they ended up with. Rain, Emmanuel Sanders is gone. You need a replacement. What do you think about this guy? I mean, I might be a homer because I'm a Niners fan, but I definitely really like this pick. Um, I will say you probably gave up a little bit too much to get him, but that's besides the point. I think one thing that's exciting about him, he, he's very versatile. Um, and so Shanahan said it best. He said he can run every single route. And he can do it outside the numbers. He can do it inside the numbers. He's got the speed to get on top. He's got the quickness to play in the slot. And he's also got the toughness to go over in the middle. And so I think I'm really excited to see what Shanahan does with Ayuk. Um, I'm pretty sure he's just waiting at the bit to, to, to put him in there and put him in a different schemes and uh, have him learn the system really quickly. Because like I just mentioned, he's not just a slot receiver. He's not just going to be on the outside. Um, he can pretty much do it all. And so I'm pretty excited to see what happens with him. Like you said, Rain, you guys did pay a really big price to get him. And honestly, my issue is that he only played one year in Arizona State. And for me, as someone who really follows the draft and really follows college football, that's too much of a small sample size for me to give a first-round selection to this guy. And coming from Arizona State, not the best wide receiver school in my eyes. They actually had a wide receiver drafted in the first round last year by the Patriots. That was Nikhil Harry, and Ayuk was his backup last year. And how did Nikhil Harry do his rookie season? Didn't do that great. He actually had the best quarterback of our lifetime, Tom Brady, thrown to him, and he could not perform. So you really think that Brandon Ayuk is going to come in from Arizona State and just dominate when he has someone like Jimmy G trying to make all these throws to him? 
Well, first off, Tone, I didn't say that he was going to come in and dominate. So thanks for putting words in my mouth. But anyways, I think one thing that will help him out is that this kid has an 81-inch wingspan. That's bigger than who? Megatron. And last time I checked, Megatron was a pretty good receiver. And to your point about Jimmy G, yeah, he may miss some deep throws, some deep bombs here and there. But in Shanahan's offense, it's all about those short, intermediate throws, five, ten-yard throws. And really, it's all about what the receivers do after the catch. And this kid, Ayuk, averaged 9.9 yak uh, in college. And as we've seen, Debo and Kittle, it's not about the deep bombs. It's about what the receiver does after they catch the ball. And I think one thing that gets me really excited that everybody has overlooked is that Ayuk is a dynamic returner. And that is something that the Niners need help with in the return game. I mean, Richie James has been serviceable, but we can definitely get a lot more out of our uh, returners. And just to give you some numbers, Ayuk averaged 31.6 yards on kickoff returns and 16.1 yards on punt returns last season at ASU. With that explosiveness on special teams, that'll really help out Jimmy G in the offense because they don't have to go 90, 80 yards, 70 yards. It'll give them a shorter field, potentially open up the playbook for Shanahan and just put them overall in a better position to score touchdowns. You know, I'm honestly so glad that you brought up how great of a punt returner he is because could you tell me who the most famous wide receiver is to come out of Arizona State that you probably know? It's this guy named Kyle Williams. I'm pretty sure you're familiar with him. Uh, I know that might bring back some pretty bad memories. So hopefully this pick turns out a little bit better than him. Yeah, I agree with you, Tone. I hope Ayuk turns out better than him. And one stat that I thought that was interesting is that Kyle Williams actually played in more NFC championship games than anybody on the Cowboys. So I'll take that all day. Well, neither of us won the Super Bowl last year, so I guess we can both dwell on that. You know, the Niners were really, really busy on draft day, and they actually made another move that was probably one of the most significant ones of the day. They traded a fifth-round pick in this year's draft and a third-round pick in next year's draft for Pro Bowl left tackle Trent Williams from the Washington Redskins. Left tackle is a really important position. What do you think about the pickup, Rain? I think this was a great pickup, um, getting one of the best uh, left tackles in the game in Trent Williams and somebody that is already familiar with Kyle Shanahan, his scheme and his offense. I think he'll fit right in and it'll be a seamless transition for him. It just kind of confuses me how you can be so excited to get someone who didn't even play football last season. Some people could say that he kind of cried his way out of Washington by saying that he didn't trust the team, didn't trust the medical staff, never would play for Washington again without a new contract and ended up sitting out the entire, the entire 2019 season. But this is going to be your guy, Rain. Yeah, he may have missed all last season, but when this guy is on the field, like you mentioned, he's a seven-time pro bowler. And over the last three regular seasons, 2016 to 2018, he's actually graded out as the NFL's third best left tackle. And he's only behind David Bakhtiari and Joe Staley. What a coincidence. And that brings us to another draft day surprise, Joe Staley announcing his retirement from football. Rain, as a diehard Niner fan, tell me a little bit about Joe Staley and what he means to you. As a Niner fan, this was definitely a sad day. I mean, Joe Staley has definitely been a staple in the organization for a decade plus. Came in 2007, same draft class as Patrick Willis. This guy has been through all the ups, most importantly, through all of the downs. And it's going to be weird not seeing him out there, not seeing 74 lined up on the left side every Sunday. It's something that I've been accustomed to for a majority of my life. And, I mean, he's protected the likes of 
Jimmy G, Colin Kaepernick, Alex Smith, and even through the downs of the team, this guy never complained, never asked for a trade. He just worked hard, put his head down, and just gave it his all every Sunday. And that's what you can expect from him all the time. And so what makes me really sad about this retirement is that he didn't win any of the Super Bowls that he played in. I wish he could have gone out on top last season. But unfortunately, as we all know, the Niners lost. And just to name some of the accolades that he accomplished, this guy's a six-time Pro Bowler. He's a member of the 2010s All-Decade team. And left tackle is a really hard position to play in the NFL. And during his 13-year career, he only missed 27 games, which is wild for a left tackle. And I thought it was fitting that, you know, Staley waited until the Niners found his successor until he announced his retirement. And so that just shows what kind of guy he is, uh, the class, the respect that he had for the organization. And, you know, he's going to be really missed, man. And I just appreciate everything that he's done for the organization and all the memories uh, throughout the years. Very well said, Rain. And shout out to Joe Staley as a fan of football. Congrats on your retirement. And now we're going to dive into the Raiders' first round of the draft. So the Raiders also had two first-round picks in the draft, 12 and 19. With 12, they took Henry Ruggs, wide receiver from Alabama. Tone, what are your thoughts on this pick? Henry Ruggs is one of the three best wide receiver prospects in this draft, hands down. Would I pick him number one out of the three? Probably not. But the Raiders, in true Raiders fashion, really wanted to get the fastest receiver in the draft, so they went with Ruggs. Don't get me wrong, Raider fans out there. Ruggs ran a 4-2-7 40-yard dash at the combine this year. Incredible speed. But this kind of has the feel to me as a typical Al Davis move, looking for the fastest guy and picking him. Ruggs was part of the same offense last year as Jerry Judy, and I had him going before Ruggs in the draft. Ruggs had some really great college numbers, averaging eight touchdowns a year with 11 being his highest total two years ago in 2018. But the way smarter pick at 12 is Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy had 400 more receiving yards and three more touchdowns last year than Ruggs, and the Raiders still went this way. I promise I don't always have issues with how the Raiders draft, but this year was very, very questionable. Yeah, I definitely agree with you, Tone. I mean, Henry Ruggs over Judy. I don't know about that. I thought Judy was the better receiver. And this is just classic Raiders, right? Now, true Al Davis fashion, they take the fastest receiver. I guess they want somebody to keep up with Tyreek Hill when they play the Chiefs. Um, so the next pick that they had was 19th overall, and they selected Damon Arnett, cornerback from Ohio State. Now, Tone, I can't wait to hear what your thoughts are on them picking Arnett at 19th overall. To be honest, Rain, I don't even know where to start when it comes to Arnett. I don't always disagree with the Raiders, but in this situation, I really disagree with the Raiders. No offense to you Raider fans out there, but even Rain probably knows two or three better ranked quarterbacks in the draft than this guy. When I first saw this pick, I expected Arnett to be the fastest cornerback in the draft with the best 40 time, but this guy doesn't even have a top 10 speed. It's like the Raiders didn't do their research on cornerbacks. There was Jeff Okuda and CJ Henderson, and maybe they just didn't know who else to pick. So they were like, how about we get Okuda's teammate? He's got to be good too, right? I just don't understand what Mayock and Gruden see in this guy. Although I think this pick is pretty whack, I thought one of their picks was really good, and that was the third-round pick of Lynn Bowden III, who's a wide receiver from Kentucky. But Mr. Bowden is not just a wide receiver. He also played running back and ended the year as Kentucky's quarterback. He's sort of like a Swiss Army knife on offense. And in that division, you're going to be playing the Chiefs twice a year, 
So maybe you're not going to stop them. So you got to try to score more than them. And this guy is someone who's definitely electric anytime he touches the ball. And if the Raiders can find a quarterback to throw to him, then maybe their offense might be pretty good. He was even on the depth chart at quarterback. He was actually one of the wide receivers. But until the first and second string quarterbacks got hurt, he immediately became the new quarterback at Kentucky. He went five and two and seven starts. In his last game, he carried the ball 34 times for 234 yards. But wait, there's more. Threw the ball 12 times and ended up throwing the game-winning touchdown with 15 seconds left. Mic drop. So maybe if Derek Carr or Marcus Mariota are not the answer for the Raiders, maybe they got to taste some Hill waiting and Lynn Bowden the third. Even though we don't know when we'll even see these picks on the field, man, I don't know about you, Tone, but I'm just glad that there was a live sporting event to watch. It feels like forever since I've seen live sporting event on TV, and I'm just happy that we were able to watch the draft. Thank you all for tuning in to timeout coverage of the NFL draft. Yeah, I've honestly had a really great time breaking down the draft. This is something that I've honestly always wanted to do. Thank you guys again so much for tuning in. We appreciate it more than you guys know. Make sure everyone's staying safe out there, and we'll see you on the other side.